Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. All right. Well, here we are with another episode of the podcast, the Misfit Messengers podcast. For those of you who are joining for the first time, uh, welcome. This is awesome. Might I suggest, however, if this is your first episode, you might want to go check out uh, a few episodes earlier. Think back to episode 30, uh, where we started off the new year, because uh, we started a conversation that is extended over several podcasts on the book of Jude, which is towards the end of the New Testament. Um, I mean, you're welcome to jump in at this point, uh, but but jumping in at this point, you do miss some of the backstory of of how we got to where we are in this moment in time. So just a suggestion here. I mean, it's the internet. You do you, right? But <laughs> Amanda, welcome. How are you doing? Good. Uh, yeah. Those of you who don't know, I'm on vacation right now. And so I'm in a hotel hallway. Yeah. Because the conference room were unexplainably unex- locked and my anxiety would not allow me to go to the front desk to ask them to be unlocked. And my children are currently in my hotel room and I didn't know if you would enjoy that ambiance um of that so here i am in a hotel hallway of a hyatt hotel there you go so if it's in a the chicago echoey, area yeah it's a little echoey that's why and i will say i um left my microphone at the office so i am also in a weird kind of setting at home we're recording at a weird time this is not a normal time for us to record either so so if we um if yawning happens during the course of this uh this recording, I apologize. I will probably yawn several times because it's later in the evening and um it's it's honestly past my regular bedtime. <laughs> it's not because we uh we find Jude boring. No. It's because <laughs> it's it's been a long week. <laughs> I honestly thought I chose this time, it's later, and I honestly thought my children would have winded down. Um, by this point, um, I was incorrect. Yeah, yeah, it's all good though. We will make it work, friends. So I just want to uh, give a brief, like, this is how we uh, how we got here. So we decided to pick Jude. It's a smaller book. There's one chapter. There's 25 verses. We have covered verses one through 16, and we've talked about those over the course of the last couple podcasts. So today we're going to start at Jude, verse 17. And this is where we've been promising each of the weeks that we've talked about this. We've been promising that there is hope in Jude. Like it's it's big stuff to get through at the very beginning. You're like, oh my gosh, this is all negative. No, there is hope. And we're going to get to that hope today because we're going to finish Jude tonight. That's how it's going to work. So, uh, so Jude so I, chapter. Go ahead. I was going to say, I wrote a little song about it. It's very short. Yeah. It goes, everybody sucks, but then comes Jesus. That's it. That's the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, that is everybody sucks, but then comes Jesus. All right. Yeah, that's that's most of the Bible. Um yeah. In fact, I w- I was thinking today, as I've studied, uh, I've been studying a lot of various books um recently, and what I keep seeing and the commonalities in all of these books is that God continuously uses messed up screwed up like broken people for his purposes yeah including me and you huh including me and including including us 
that's <laughs> misfit messengers. That's what we are. Um, but yeah, we we don't always get it right. Um, and there is hope, and there is is a an opportunity to to see the light, um, as it were. So, I'm gonna read in the New Living Translation. It is it is um becoming kind of a it's growing on me as far as the translation, but especially in the Book of Jude, I just feel like the the flavor, the vibe, if you will, is a good translation. Understand, friends, for those of you who don't know the Bible all that well, the English Bible is a translation. No matter what translation you have, it's not the original. So those of you who might say, oh, King James is the original. It was good no. enough for Jesus. <laughs> That's a joke. Anyway, it's a joke. Um, the New Testament was written in Greek. Uh, ancient Greek or Koine Greek, New Testament Greek. And so when you have an English translation, it is a translation. And so you have um, very learned folks who are doing uh, doing their job to make it understandable. But that's why it is helpful, at least especially to me and to you, I'm sure if you if you look into it, is to utilize different translations, especially as you're digging into scripture, as you're studying scripture for yourself is don't just rely on one translation of the Bible. Like tr try to look at it from several different perspectives because it's going to help you get gain some insight into what the scriptures are are meaning. But I'm going to read from the New Living. Yeah, what the, Gideons, you have tonight? the Gideons have left me a new King James, which is the one I also have at home. And that's what there I feel. So, nice. so a new King James at the hotel. All right. So I'm going to read it in the NLT 17, uh, verse 17 through the end. But you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ said. They told you that in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourselves safe in God's love. And you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy still to others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. Now, all glory to God, who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to him who alone is God, our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time, and in the present, the present and beyond all time. Amen. Amen. Whew. There's a lot there. It's a good amount of verses to chat about. Um, anything that strikes you in your translation that you want to kind of bring up as we as we begin um so mine um it has a little bit different words um obviously a different translation um but i like first 2021 it says but you beloved building yourselves up in your most holy faith praying in the holy spirit Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I think what I like about this is that 
it can be easy when we go through the other verses to to start pointing fingers at who oh who do I think this is talking about mm. right and we did that a little bit right we can sometimes picture people that are that way yeah but this is saying be, you know this could be you so you know and keep yourself yeah. at God in the mercy of God yeah um keep yourselves in the love of God keep you know and have compassion on those who aren't there. I think it's very easy to use a lot of these verses and to get haughty and to get the, you know, looking out, you know, on guard for the wolves among you. Um, and you don't even notice your own fang is growing, you know, mm, mm, kind yeah. of thing. And to say this, this isn't a thing to put yourself on a higher pedestal. It's a thing to keep your, you humble. Yeah. Which is, an, I think, an important important distinguish to keep us and to look to him who's able to keep us from stumbling yeah well i'm going to go back to 17 so it talks sure. about 17 18 19 um mm -hmm. but you dear friends remember what the apostles of the lord jesus christ said so so he's hearkening back to the words of jesus disciples right mm -hmm. and probably the words of peter the words maybe of paul paul was considered an apostle later apostle um, they told you that in these last times there'll be scoffers. I distinctly remember Paul writing something like that. Um, <laughs> their purpose is to satisfy ungodly desires, which makes sense, right? Scoffers, what do they want? They they don't want, they scoff at your truth, right? They scoff uh -huh. at the faith. Um, verse 19, there are people who are once creating divisions among you. Um, we have problems with division in the church today. Uh -huh. uh, well, and divisions without the in independent of the church as well, right? Who just I some people are divisive for the sake of divisiveness. Yeah, and they're divisive because they want their own way. That's the paraphrase I'm putting into it, right? They're chasing after the things that they want, yep. the things that they think should be happening or not happening, or right. Well, that's as it falls. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. Um, and then you go into the verses that you talked about. Mm -hmm. We need to build each other up in faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. I mean, if if we if the church did a better job of that, yeah, about building each other up and not tearing each other down, there's yeah. a time for correction, right? There is a time for you to to say, "Hey, friend, I think you're making some bad decisions," but it comes from a place of humbleness. It comes from a place of compassion. It comes from a place of showing mercy and grace, understanding that you yourself are walking this broken path as well. Like none of us have, none of us have arrived, right? Yeah. None of us are, are sinless <laughs> independent of the blood of Christ. Mm. And so it's, you know, I, I go back, when I read Jude, I go back to what Jesus said. Take the plank out of your own eye <laughs> before you try and remove the speck of dust from your brother's eye. Mm -hmm. And Jesus but, is obviously using using metaphor there, but there's some there's a lot of truth to that. I think, though, that sometimes when I hear that verse, people say it as an excuse to not call out sin. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, oh, you know, like, oh, we'll take out the plank. No, the thing is to to take out the plank. Correct. And and then take out the speck. Like, it's not like, a, oh, you know. Like, I can't I, possibly, I, I can't, can't possibly, possibly do take it, out so. my plank, so. Right. 
you know, and I and I've kind of I've never heard it said like that, but I've heard it implied that way. Yeah, I can't judge I them because then I'd be judged. No, no, you you should be taking the plank. Sure, <laughs> and no, then it can't be easy to see if you've got a plank in your yeah. eye. Like, take it out. Right, you, you do you do need to do that, and then you need to help your brother with his spec. Like, you do need to do both of those things. And you know, here it's even saying when it's saving people, you know, have compassion on people, save them from the pit, but be careful not to say their sins okay <laughs> right well and be careful to not get caught up in their sin yeah yeah um, and, and, and your thing of empathy to you know yeah. and that's a, such a tricky tricky thing yeah yes well and and as as we're talking i think of okay so i'm going to switch between a couple different things here uh 22 and 23 and you're and but you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering that makes sense, right? You want to build them up. You want to help them get through their thing. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to still others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. A lot of translations will talk about um, hating even the clothing stained by the flesh or hating yeah. the clothing stained by sin. So that reminds me back to Galatians. Again, the inter interconnectedness and the, the echoes of scripture back and forth on things is just amazing. And considering how many different authors over how many different years uh, that the Bible is one cohesive story is amazing. But uh, Paul writes in Galatians chapter six, he says this, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the spirit should restore that person gently, but mm -hmm. watch yourselves or you also may be tempted. And mm -hmm. it goes on to uh, some very good things too. Um, but I, I always go back to that when, Again, like you said, if you utilize that plank spec thing as a justification of why you can't call something out, that's an incorrect interpretation. But also, I think, too, sometimes we've gotten into this habit in the I'm going to call it out. I don't it's I'm over I'm overstating it. I realize it's not for every single person in every single church, every single place. Right. But we do have a tendency to say, oh, sin all the more because gr let grace abound more and more, right? Mm -hmm. Which is exactly what Paul writes. And we've talked about this, but Paul writes that that's not how this should work. And in, in, in fact, Paul writes and says, I should not have to be going over this material again. Y'all should get it. Like, what is what the heck? Why don't, shouldn't you know you shouldn't sleep with your father's wife? Like, why do I even have to bring that up as a thing? You know, in in uh, Corinthians and and in the church, we often have to address the same sins over and over and over and over no. again. And I get that there's there's times where it's addiction, or there's times where you fall into to old habits. But at at some point, I think we have. Are we praying in the spirit? Are we? You know. Yeah, you gotta cooperate with and the Holy Spirit. I think that's so true. Um, and unfortunately, in my, oh, I can't speak for any other people, so I just speak in my own life. I I neglect the Holy Spirit sometimes. Um, talking with my husband about um, church growth and discipleship, and I'm thinking, let's start this program. Let's read this book together. Let's do this sermon series. Blah blah blah. 
And he, being much holier, said, I think we should pray about it. That one didn't even make my list. Like, yeah. duh. <laughs> but, but I'm like, but no, my... Don't you know they're coming to review our goals? I gotta write you. <laughs> Come on. Um, but he's like, right, let's see what God is would like to say about the matter, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, yeah, fine, you know. Which, and I was like, why didn't I think of that answer? Now I look dumb. But anyway, that's right. our right. Absolutely. But well, but I was like, like, yes, okay, the Jesus answer, fine, but... yeah, fine, whatever. But I could, I was actually appalled at myself that Holy Spirit hadn't even made my list. And then I was like, but how often do I do that? I'm thinking I have the tools. I've been to the leadership things. I've read the books. I've whatever. Of course, I should have, you know, deep discipleship and, and church growth and all of the things I'm supposed to have. Right. Absolutely. Um, but no, we are involved in God's story. God is not. We're working in his story. He's not necessarily working in our story. Although he is, and I'm saying that worse than I mean to, but I'm thinking big picture. Yeah, yeah, I know what you, I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> yes, um, I hope others do as well. Like she's not saying that God is not working in your life. That's not what she's saying. Don't no, but he's working in your life for his for his purposes. But, but right, he, he's got a much yeah. bigger agenda. Um, that we're working in and amongst and and through and in cooperation with, in theory, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. Um, if we do this, and so. As you were talking, I'm looking at my screen. I've got the split screen happening on my computer. So I've got Jude up and I just looked at 20 and 21 exact as you were talking. And I'm like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. the, this is it. These two verses, but you dear friends, mm -hmm. and you talked about this and we're going to talk. I'm, I could keep coming back to this for Do months. It. Okay. But you dear friends, one, build each other up in your most holy faith. Mm. That. That's a whole sermon. How to build each other up. Like yeah. building each other up, not tearing each other down. Like I think we're, um, go ahead. Oh, I was just thinking of um okay, back when I used to exercise. Yeah. In a group in a group, the the leader would always say, We're we're we are as fast as the slowest person. Yep. Like we will go as fast as the slowest person, you know? Right. And um and I think that that is an applicable thing for this, that we are going to build up every, you know, we are going to go yeah. as slow as the slowest person among us needs. So we, we all are on this journey together and we're not, you know, anyway. Yeah. There's, there's a story. I'm, I don't know where it's from. I read it somewhere, but this uh, corporate guru was trying to do a team building exercise. So they, they all went to this mountain and it was a scalable mountain. Like you could climb up the mountain. And so he's like, all right, meet you at the top of the mountain. And so everybody just goes and, you know, a couple people make it to the top because they're athletic and they're strong and whatever. They make it to the top and they're waiting and they're waiting and they're waiting and they're waiting and they get bored. And so they go, they climb back down and some people make it, you know, halfway up and some people make it a quarter of the way up. They get discouraged. They're by themselves. They feel dumb because they're, clearly not as in shape as the people who made it to the top already and at the end of it they they have a like a debriefing meeting and it was the worst experience ever right because 
nobody had a good time. Nobody learned anything. Just like, yay, a mountain. For the people who went to the top, they're like bragging about going to the top and they took pictures or whatever. And it's like, yay. But then again, all the people who didn't make it to the top feel discouraged. So the next week, he brings everybody out again. He's like, we're going to go together as a group. And they all made it to the top. And they all made it together. And those who were less athletic got helped up by those who were better you know, athletic. And they get all the way back down and they're like, this, this is what it was supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. Like the teamwork, the camaraderie, the building each other up. The fact that we could all in fact get to the top of the mountain if we did mm-hmm. it together. Mm-hmm. Instead of just two or three of us getting to the top of the mountain. Yes. Right. Oh, I like so, that. I'm going to use that so, on something. There you go. So if we build each other up in our most holy mm-hmm. faith, we can all get, as it were, to the top of the mountain. Um, number two, pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. As Brian, your beloved husband, said, how do we pray about it? If that were our first inclination, like 99.99% of the time, life would be a lot better, right? First of all, it would get us to stop. Mm -hmm. Just pause. Even if it's a short pause, right? Even if it's a, you know, you didn't do a long prayer. I think of Nehemiah. Nehemiah had a couple times where he's shooting up what I call arrow prayers. Mm -hmm. He's just like, Lord, you be with me because I've got to do this thing. You know, he's, he's praying as he's going. So it's not a, like, it's not an elongated thing, but then you have the when Jesus commands the disciples as he as he is ascended into heaven in the book of Acts, what does he tell his disciples? Go into Jerusalem, pray until the spirit befalls you, like falls upon you. It was nine days, nine or ten days. They waited, praying together, nine or ten days. So you have in in biblical evidence like throughout scripture the the story of scripture you have people who shot up like arrow prayers in a moment and Mm -hmm. then people who had these long elaborate prayer and fasting sessions where you know they focused in jesus wandering in the desert praying and fasting for 40 days Mm -hmm. right before he is tempted by the devil so um it doesn't always have to be 40 days of prayer and fasting right um, sometimes nine days of work and sometimes a little arrow prayer. But, but the thing is, don't stop till it happens. I'm thinking, could I spend nine days on something? It would be really hard in the world in which we live today, right? Yeah, we need results. <laughs> yeah, well, not only do we need, re- we want them. We want them right but, now. But you know what, Jenny? I think I could do nine days if you were there. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't think I, I think could. I could do nine days if you were there. Yeah, like, I think if, if I if I put myself in a in a in a room, I'm gonna be out by day three and be like, God's not in it. I don't know. We must have missed a, took a wrong turn, you know. Yeah. But if I had you know you there and a group of you know saying no, we're gonna wait. Yeah. We're gonna wait until he comes because he said he's coming, right? Then, then I could do it, and I think that's what he's kind of getting at is building up each other. Build each other up, pray in the spirit. And then three, await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, you, you did that perfectly. Good job. I don't know if you meant to, but never. But did. not only that, but it says, who will bring you eternal life? Hmm. So these three things, build each other up in holy faith, pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, await the mercy of Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. 
in this way, you will keep yourself safe in God's mm. love. Mm. That's discipleship. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not about a acquisition of knowledge. Can that be helpful and useful in discipleship? Very much so. It is super helpful to mo know more about the Bible. Do you absolutely have to know there are 66 books of the Bible in the Protestant Bible? No. Do no. you need to know that 39 of them are Old Testament and 27 are New Testament? No. Do you need to know that the Old Testament is written in Hebrew and Aramaic and the New Testament was written in Old Testament, Hebrew and Aramaic, New Testament, Greek? No. Are they helpful? Yes. Yeah. But what do you need? You need friends and, and family in the church to build you up. You need to pray in the Holy Spirit. And you need to wait on the mercy of Jesus. Mm. And those three things will keep you safe in God's love. Mm, so good. Ooh. Like, I I think we're uh, that's yeah. all I need. Like that's yeah. a sermon and a half, and probably three sermons. I could I could make that be three weeks just because to well to flesh it out. That's the other thing we we tend to because we have lived on fast food for so long. And I don't, again, over generalization, we are accustomed to consuming things quickly. Yeah. And, and at a very surface level, mm -hmm. like, Oh, that's good. That's, that's it. That's all you need. Those three things. You're good. Um, let's flush that out. What does it mean to build you know, each other up in the most holy faith? What's our rush all the time? Yes. <laughs> to like get to the point. The point is the thing. Like the road is the point. Yeah. So often it's not about the destination, right? Yeah. It's about how you, the journey to get there. Haven't you ever seen a road trip buddy movie? Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my new thing. That's what I want with Jesus, a road trip buddy movie. Ooh, there you go. Road trip with <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's I'll tell what you I'm what. Doing. In times that oh. I have, I have traveled with friends. It is always the stops, like usually unintentional or unexpected or unplanned that are like the stories you tell, right? Mm -hmm, Not mm -hmm. the thing that you went to to go necessarily. Sometimes it is, but a lot of times it's, oh, we stopped at the largest ball of string because we saw a sign that said there's the largest ball of string. I have been at the largest ball of string and it's in Minnesota. Yeah, I know. Or, or there's a cave. We're going to go see the cave. You know, or there's the lar world's largest truck stop on I-80 in Iowa, right? And you're just like, why? Cause, yeah. Because it's there, right? We're going to stop. We're going to make a story. We're going to have an experience, right? Um, there, we, I've been to Wisconsin Dells a couple times for some different things recently. And conferences, like things that were important work things for me to do. But, you know... When you're done with your little conference thing, Wisconsin Dells got some really fun just distractions, right? One is this temple. Uh, it's like five bucks. You go in. It's like a it's like a cheap haunted house, right? But that experience with those friends is gonna like go with me for a long, long time. Now, there would not have been nearly as much fun by myself. I just would have walked through it. I would have been scared at a couple jump, you know, jump scares because they have things that, you know, pop out at you. And I'm going to be, I'm jumpy unless I'm with other people. And then we're like joking about it and it makes it a lot less scary. 
But I think oh, that's its own set of like spiritual truth, right? <laughs> Life's a whole lot less scary mm. when you're walking along with friends. Mm-hmm. If you're going through something that's difficult, if you're going through a, a hard time, but you have someone to talk it through with, someone to ask, you know, ask, hey, mm-hmm. this is happening. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. We just talked about that. Anyway, <laughs> um, oh, I tell you what, that I'm going to use this for a sermon sometime. And I love the idea of showing mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Like the worst thing you can do. So I, again, I've been in Luke 15 for a couple weeks. We're going to talk about Luke 15 here on the podcast, but um, the older brother in the prodigal son is, is mad at his younger brother for taking the inheritance, right? And Mm -hmm. leaving and squandering it. And instead of, coming alongside of him and showing him mercy he just is like look i'm done with i our our relationship is broken never to be repaired right Mm -hmm. and god would not that's not a god's way to work on things like he doesn't he doesn't say you are so far gone from me this there's no reconciliation possible he doesn't say that Mm -hmm. what does the father do he comes out and, and pleads with the older son Come in, celebrate with me. Your brother is back. You know, or gosh, there's so many other situations where God pleads with the people again and again. And eventually he gets he gets tired of it and judges them in the Old Testament. You know, he, you see that cycle, but he doesn't want to, but he also knows their hearts. He knows that reconciliation, reconciliation of a relationship can only happen when both parties are on board with it yeah. right what is the last time you reconciled with a broken friendship where you were the only one who came back right it doesn't work yeah. like you can't put your hand out for a handshake and it just gets ignored you can't you can't repair that right yeah it just makes me think about your analogy with the hikers on their mountain and yeah no one wants to be the person who rushes to the top so you can make fun of the stragglers right no one likes that guy right that i know people sucks. who do that who think that right. they you know, but that's but yeah, but sometimes no we do that in, in christianity we do yeah oh yeah you know at least i'm not that guy at least i'm not doing that you know whatever right but, but i've been a christian longer i've read through I, yeah. the bible more or yeah there's a weird competition but our goal is <laughs> that actually takes us away from our further our actual goal i think yeah um, but the walking alongside with you, I'm just the greatest joy in my leadership role in Christianity is the fresh excitement. Yeah. When people like, when I go through scripture with them yeah. and it gets me excited about it too. And I'm thinking, man, if I'm like, come on, you don't you already know that, you know, or so I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, and and it it is it is one of the the greatest blessings when that when 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 those moments happen, right? You know, and and uh, to see those things with fresh eyes and and I think like like we talked about it's it's the it's the journey and I think with Jude, you know, what it's about is saying don't be don't be naive, right? There there are people who will use the faith to get what they want. Mm-hmm. I mean we've. We've seen that yeah. in church history for absolutely. Yep. 
there are people who are going to come in and say the things and they're going to twist it to fit their own lifestyle, own desires, own justifications, own whatever, use it for power, use it for evil that will happen. Yep. So don't be naive and don't be surprised, but be ready. And um, to do that, you're not taken down. Yep. And save as many people around you as you can. Right. So that they're not taken down, you know. And that there's strength in numbers. What? And that there's strength strength in numbers. Correct. Yep. But again, you know, we could we could dive even more into this, and we're getting to a to the to the time where, where unless we're going to cut this into two episodes, but. Um, the world in which Jude lived did not look like the world in which we live. Mm-hmm. And yet, there are so many similarities in how people are. Like, intrinsically. in Like, how you interact with people. Um, your relationships. The, the, the power struggle between people. The competitiveness. The economic disparities. The power shifting disparities all of those things existed then they look a little different now but all of the the attributes of humanity are the same right Mm. you have people who are power hungry you have people who are who just want to step on everybody to get to the top because they don't care who they hurt you have Mm. the people who who are the natural helpers you have the people who are the natural leaders you have the people who are the natural uh you know takers you know and uh and what i think jude is trying to say is like jesus said be as innocent as doves yeah but as wise as serpents but the wisdom part is there like see these people for who they are acknowledge it be ready to to snatch them from the fire if they're willing to listen Right. You know, it's not that you're 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 cutting them off and you're just wiping your hands and saying you're done. I'm I'm done with you completely and entirely. <laughs> but at the same time, you've got to be aware of the division, aware of the deception, aware of of the sin so yeah. that especially if you're in a position of leadership you can kind of protect the flock as it were Mm. again ready with open arms if they if if you know they see the error of their ways if you're willing to like hey just so you know what you're doing is wrong and if they're willing to to repent and come back praise god yeah awesome but at the same time to not let that divisiveness let that charged like Person, rebellious person, rebellious to the Holy Spirit, not rebellious to you, right? That's the other thing. <laughs> not about you. It's not about me. Oh, come on. Never. Just Never. I don't really want it to be about me. <laughs> um. Anyway, so whew, good stuff. I'm, I'm going to call it so that we don't have so I don't have to try and cut this into two episodes, but it'll just be a real long one. But it's good stuff. Uh. So I guess I want to conclude Jude um, yeah. so we can move on to the next thing, the ne- next episode. But um, to say that even the little, like, 
big things can come in little packages, which I think we now know with the technological world as it is, right? Because you can have mm -hmm. tiny, tiny little things with huge memories or whatever. But but the idea that you can, if you're willing to look for it, if you're willing to dig a little bit, there is a my a gemstone in every verse of scripture. Mm -hmm. There there is a depth of treasure that can be found in in all the books of the Bible, and um, it's so important to look at each one as you can. And I just encourage people if you struggle through reading through the Bible, I get it. There's some hard books. Um, try your hand at a smaller one for a while. If that if mm -hmm. if you you know if like Leviticus or Numbers is kicking your butt because you started in Genesis. You know, skip ahead a bit. You can read it out of order and that's okay. Um, as long as you just keep trying, keep reading, keep digging into scripture um, because you won't be disappointed. Amanda, any last words for us to final thoughts for tonight? No, I think, I think you covered it, Jenny. As always, thank you for your insight. Well, this is hours. us. This is us uh, doing the thing of encouragement to one another, so we don't fall into that stuff. Exactly. This is this is one of the reasons the podcast happens, friends, is because we needed an, a good reason to be in each other's lives more consistently and intentionally. And so you get to be a part of that journey as we endeavor to uh, to navigate our walk with Jesus together. So. Welcome to the journey. Let's all get to the mountain together. Um, yeah. We're not going to race you because both of us are kind of slow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, friends. Remember, God blesses us. Why? So that we can be a blessing to others. We'll catch you guys next time.